Hello and welcome back to Only Half Listening. This is your host, Lizzie. It's me. And today I have my mom here. Hi. Hi, mom. Hi, baby. Um, so I just wanted to ask you what it's like having an amazing daughter like me. Well, you know, I'm, I've kind of gotten used to it because I've had to deal with that experience now for, you know, deal with almost it. 23 years. You've been blessed with it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> With the overwhelming blessings of profound beauty, creation. Oh. Yes. Okay, yes. this is getting weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have my baby book here. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to quiz you. Oh, oh on no. Yourself. Your, the things that you have written yourself almost 23 years ago. Um, so. Oh, no. I'm going to fail this quiz. <laughs> I can tell you already. Um, okay. Uh, on hearing the good news, uh, you said you knew it from the beginning that you were pregnant? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. And what was your reaction? I was overjoyed. Yay. <laughs> so it says, uh, well, what did you say that your special cravings and aversions were when you were pregnant with me? Oh. Oh. I don't, I don't really recall having any with you, so that's tough for me to say. Well, there was at least one documented in uh, the book. Oh, there was. Yes. Please refresh uh, my memory. Chinese food made you sick, even oh. to just look at it. Oh, that's interesting. I've been having a lot of Chinese food lately, too, oh. which is weird. That's surprising that, to hear that you would even eat that. I know. It, it's become a new thing. I had a craving for it one night, and then we ate it like three nights in a row. <laughs> um okay well do you know what blood type i am you are (laughs) uh b negative nope wow you call yourself my mother (laughs) (laughs) it's the opposite of that you're to me opposite would be a positive exactly oh (laughs) (laughs) unless you wrote down the wrong thing that's what it has in here nope um, okay, I also have another question um, in here, as some of my friends have known, because when they came over, I showed them this. Um, there is a giant bag of my own teeth. Oh, yes. Why did you keep that? Okay, so as you lost your teeth and they need to be put out for the tooth fairy, right? Um, you know, it's a very tricky business being the tooth fairy because you have to be very quick and you have to keep it all on the sly and it's a matter of okay so I would put the tooth under your pillow Mm -hmm. and then after I did the deed I needed to dispose of that tooth somewhere so you wouldn't find it you wouldn't just throw it away no (laughs) I don't know why I don't know either (laughs) I don't I, don't. I know other people whose parents have kept their teeth too, and I'm just like, it's weird. Why? Now that you talk about it, that's really weird. It's so weird. And like 20 years later, I just have all of these teeth that used to be in my mouth, and like even the ones that I got pulled, like surgically, are oh, in yeah. that bag. <laughs> that's gross. I guess I just didn't know what else to do with them. Yeah. But now that I think about it, that's really gross. Now I think I would just throw them away. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad you don't have some sort of, like, sentimental no, no, attachment course, to my no, old teeth. No, not at all. Okay. Um, so that was the question I had. And then 
I mean, the rest of the stuff in here is like, oh, so what was my first word? I don't know what the answer is to this one. Well, usually it's always because it's easier for the kids to say. They always say dada first. Dada, yeah. Yeah. Why is that easier than mama? I think just the mechanism of saying the letter Uh, seems to be easier. Gotcha. Um, Although it should have been, it should have been mama because you were attached (laughs) at the hip to me. (laughs) Literally. Oh, what was an, another name that you considered naming me? Um, well, there was a toss around to call you Strictly Beth. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I wasn't the one talking that <laughs> around. <laughs> for the record. Just for the record, Man, I was not. When people call me Beth, I'm just like, mm-mm. Yeah. No. No. I, I will go for any other nickname of Elizabeth. Liz, Lizzie, obviously, never Beth. Yeah, no, and it was going to be just a straight-up name of Beth, and I was like, mm, no, Mm-mm. uh-uh. Mm-mm. Um, this one says Caitlin. Interesting. You're Caitlin. Interesting. I had a hard time. It took me a while to come up with your name. And where did you find it? Um, I'm pretty sure it was in the movie credits to some movie I was watching. Um, I just happened to see the name, and the name just caught my attention. You don't know what movie? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> the movie had no relevance. It was just the name was a pretty name, and it spoke to me. Mm. What was my first Halloween costume? Oh, you were in a little orange jumper onesie thingy. Mm-hmm. It was orange, and it had, like, little ghosts and little bats on it. It says pumpkin. I guess that would be a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you were only a couple of weeks old. Yeah, that's true. Okay, oh, well, I guess it says age one, pumpkin. So maybe that wasn't my first Halloween. Okay, It was when yeah. I was a year old. Okay. Okay, and then age two, I was, I think it matched with yours. Oh, my gosh. A very scary trailer for a movie just came out for this recently. Stephen King novel. A clown? Yeah. Oh, clown. I, I, yes, I can picture the clown now that you say that. <laughs> oh, Yes. And now I remember, your brother was a football player, yes. and your sister was a zombie or something. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that only because I can see the picture of yeah. you on the porch. In, yeah. That, oh, that I, I picture the picture in front of the entertainment center. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you don't have a very good memory for when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but on a scale of my brother and my sister and I, who was the best baby? The best baby? Yes. As in easiest he like like didn't cry like slept a lot i would say it was probably you yes it was probably you because i was just so cute except for you like to get up early oh well that has changed that has changed (laughs) that has definitely changed did i fall asleep in the car a lot as a baby every time every time you were in the car yes Yeah. yeah Because that is still true to this day. I know. You used to fall asleep when you we were, went for a bike ride, and I had you in the, the child seat on the bike. Yes. And I'd look over, and you're all I'm just flopped like flopped over. I'm like, about oh to my fall gosh, out. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like to sleep in cars a lot. Mm-hmm. James can attest to this. Anytime we like drive, maybe even five minutes down the road, I'd probably fall asleep mm-hmm. in the car. <laughs> um. Um. 
who was the easiest baby to have to deliver um okay well now you see now you're just you're showboating it was you <laughs> well i was the third one yes yes and it was a c-section right it was a c-section um but i actually had gone into labor you know it was scheduled but i went into labor early so um but it was just it was a much calmer maybe because i was older mm-hmm. um, how old were you i was 29 okay um, I had gone into labor with your brother, but that was more of a, I don't know, the, the energy was a lot different than it was more of a panic and it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's uh, fitting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> isn't it though? Very telling. But with you, it was like, okay, you know, like the doctor said, okay, yeah, you're definitely in labor. Then we need to just go How ahead. How long until I was there? Um, from the time I got to the hospital next to no time at all. Cause they're like. Bada bing, bada boom, let's get this done. <laughs> um, but all told, I didn't feel right. That ho- That's the whole thing with me. The times that I went into labor, it's like I felt like I was sick. Mm. It wasn't just like, oh, this hurts a little bit here. It's like my whole body just felt kind of sick. Um, but Why? I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Um, so by the time, you know, it was just a matter of, okay, well, they said, okay, you need to go you're in labor we're going to deliver the baby and it seems like I might have already had my bag with me because the hospital was kind of far we lived out in the country compared to where we had to go into the to the hospital and then it was just a matter of okay you know they went and put me in a room they started getting things ready and then the hairiest baby you had ever seen came out of you (laughs) but but you know I, I was so heavily medicated um because I had made it clear to the anesthesiologist with your brother, the mm. anesthesia for the C-section actually wore off uh. before they were finished <laughs> closing me up. <laughs> and I could feel <laughs> what, <laughs> and I could feel uh, the pain of that. Oh they were, God. you know, yeah, actually closing me up with the staples. <laughs> and um, so I made it clear that I wanted to make sure that they gave me You're like, enough. Give me the drugs, man. <laughs> give me enough drugs to make sure that I am not going through that again. Oh God! So you were like really, really high. So <laughs> I was like really wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really know you were that hairy until I saw the video of your sister's reaction to you <laughs> in the window in the nursery. <laughs> Is that video accessible? Um, Do you have that somewhere? I don't know. I might. I've never seen that. I might. I just know her retelling of it. So for everyone listening out there, yes, I was a very hairy baby. I have dark hair and it was kind of everywhere. It's not anymore. It so was all down your back. <laughs> That's the part that was the freakiest part. That's what scared her because it was down the middle of your back. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. It just yeah. went away or yeah. got lighter. Yeah. <laughs> She loved you to death after that. Though. Yeah, At after first, that. I was like, oh, my like, gosh, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we are going to have a problem here. No. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> um, so how did you find out that I was deaf in my right ear? Like, what was that process? Um, I know you told me, like, I got sick or something. Yeah, you had, um, you had been sick and... And how old was I? Like two. Right around two. Yeah. yeah. 
and you could communicate I mean enough with me and it I had done things before then you always do these little games with your kids a mom does I guess you know playing to see if you react if I do a sound over here do you react if I do a sound over there, <laughs> like, do you react? Like a dog, like snapping, yeah, see if you turn. Yeah. You, I mean, you do. That's just part of the thing you do. Um, and so you'd been sick. And then after you got well, you started coming up and saying, my ear feels funny. And I, at first I was thinking, oh, my God. Oh, God. Now she's getting sick again. <laughs> um, and then I, looking back on it, I realized at that point what you were trying to convey was that you couldn't hear. I couldn't hear, hear anymore. Yes. And... Um, so it felt funny because it was like clogged exactly up feeling yes because it was different that's how I knew that you hadn't always been that way also is because you so could tell the weird. difference I can't imagine my life hearing out of both ears <laughs> whoa and then the big deciding factor was when you would uh we would have granny on the phone yeah and I could hand you the phone trying to direct it to one ear or the other and every single time you always moved it to the ear that you could hear out of And so that was the real big red flag of, okay, there really is. And um, so then we, you know, went and through the process of, yeah, doing just a regular uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor, doing the little test that they can do, even at that young. Yeah, they they do it a little bit different, like, I don't know, they make a little game out of it. It's not going to be like, raise your hand when you hear the beep. Right, they make a little game out of it. So then they were like, okay, yeah, there definitely is hearing loss significant on this side Mm -hmm. the other side is above average for what it does here and so then it became a process of because they were just coming out with um, new treatments and therapies Mm -hmm. so that certain types of hearing loss could be repaired Mm -hmm. so um, you were about three and had to sit in perfectly still in a cat scan type it might not have been a cat scan, but it was similar to that, where you have to sit still because they're doing a machine that's mm-hmm. doing a live slice-by-slice pictures. And that was to look and see if the hearing structure in your middle ear, your outer ear, your inner ear, if they were all functioning correctly, mm-hmm. which they were. So um, then they did a few more tests and then said, okay, well, there's something. There's a con- The connection is lost between her brain (laughs) and the sound the the signal coming in from her ear so it's not connecting and so it made you not be a candidate for the cochlear implants and all that Mm -hmm. because it was a different problem yeah it was more of a maybe a nerve issue yeah like the trans transmitter yeah the neurotransmitter kind of thingies or it's not like zapping the right way exactly yeah that's very interesting and I also like I just wonder because I can't wink my right eye and when I smile my left eye is more squinched up than my right eye but like that's also like common with a lot of other people but I just don't know if it's like parts of my the right half of my face yeah has stuff like that and like sometimes I talk out out of the left side of my mouth well I think you do that because that's where you hear and you're directing the sound that way one of my eyes is squinchier than the other yeah so that's just like a person thing yeah 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 wow yeah but yeah you definitely throw your voice to that side that's so weird to think about like obviously I don't do it on purpose yeah it's just how your body compensates so three or so three ish almost three years ago we moved to California. Hells yeah. 
Isn't that weird? I know it is. Been here for almost three years. I know. And you, why did you move here with me? I don't know. I ask myself that all the time <laughs> because now I can look back at it and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I was out of my freaking mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, for those of you that don't know this story, I was um, in Austin. My mom was in Austin. She followed me there because she's obsessed with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I moved there for school and then she also moved there. And, um, then I was doing these videos and working with the Game Show Network and their channel Door 3. And I was like um, getting along pretty well with them. And they wanted me to come out to California. And they were like, you know, if you come out here, we can introduce you to more people, get you into more things. And maybe this could turn into like a full time job. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want. I want to be in California. I want to be working in the YouTube world. And I was going to move out here with Chisholm. And, you know, my Frenchism um and that didn't work out and I was like well I can't just move out to California like there's no way I could afford living by myself let alone moving to California California is so freaking expensive and and my my mom was like I'll go with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) well and I knew because of how long you had been doing your channel and your videos and theater and so many things came together that I knew that if you were going to ever pursue that as a career that LA is where you needed to be because everything is here Mm -hmm. that feeds into that definitely Um, so when it was just several things it was like a perfect storm of things personally professionally for me Mm -hmm. and opportunities opening up for you that were unheard of. I mean, you were you were really just a kid. Yeah. And that you'd been doing it already, uh, working for for uh, Door 3 mm-hmm. already while we were in Texas. And it was like, this is an opportunity. So um, I also dropped out of school. Yeah, you forgot to mention that. <laughs> they were telling you, yeah, we could do a lot with you, but we're not going to tell you to drop out of school to move to California. Yeah, and I was like, well, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but the stuff, I don't know, the stuff I was learning at the Art Institute. So I started going to the Art Institute of Austin and I started as a culinary major because I thought I wanted to be a chef, a pastry chef specifically, um, and like own my own bakery. And, you know, I still love to do all that stuff. But once I started like working uh, in class, I was like, wow, this career is like you on your feet for hours and hours, like 70 hours a week. And you're working whenever everyone is taking a holiday and you're working on the weekends and you're working like late nights. And if you're a pastry chef, super early mornings. And I'm like, this, none of this sounds like something I (laughs) is meant for me. So I switched to film and that was fun. I really enjoyed that, but it was mostly like, I don't know. It was just focused on like, making a movie or like making a tv show and i'm like i just want to make youtube videos (laughs) so um and i just knew this whole door three thing wasn't gonna last that long and it didn't they're 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 done now but (laughs) um so i yeah it was my in and they like knew people who knew people so and they loved you they loved me they loved you. had to take the chance and you know what that was such an incredible insight into who you are for you to know a, to decide that the being the pastry chef was not the kind of life that you wanted. 
and that is tremendous insight at that age. Well, I, when I know something is not going to work out, I'm not, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's, yeah. I, that's not, that's not me. Yeah. And I told you, I had said I would give you, I would come out here and support you for one year mm-hmm. to make it work. And then you needed to be self-sufficient. You needed to be on your own because I couldn't just continue. Um, and you did. I did it. And you, you still stayed because you I love did. it here. I love it here. Yes. I yes. don't think you're ever going back. I am not going back to Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever. Ever. I will not live in Texas. I will go visit Austin. Yes. I will visit my other children. Yes. In the state of Texas. But I will not reside in Texas. No. Uh, I would say not me either. Yeah. It's been it's been such an eye-opening experience. Mhm. Um, it was such a culture shock moving here, I think for me at least, because I was like, oh, there there are gay people yes walking together on the sidewalk yes. hand in hand. And I'm and, like, this is so great. And everybody is okay with it. That was the the the, the biggest revelation was the acceptance and to see you know I was born and raised in Texas and while you know you I had exposure to others because of the corporate jobs I've had Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been exposed to the diversity in different ways of thinking but when you're so heavily immersed in this I'm trying to be very nice <laughs> this very conservative conservative uh fundamental closed minded yes. well where we're where we're from at least not yes. everywhere in Texas is like this not everywhere but the vast majority they have the, those conservative beliefs and ideas yes in our personal life yes together yes so, yeah, that was one of the, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is great. People can actually think for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's one of those things you don't really realize how sheltered yes, you are. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you get outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And like I had seen all these, you know, people and types of people in movies and on YouTube and everything. So obviously I wasn't like, oh my gosh, that exists. But I was just like, wow, I've never seen this in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Austin was definitely like a good stepping stone outside of Magnolia, Texas. It was a perfect springboard <laughs> yeah. to uh, here to coming out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. It was. It was great because I thought that it was like, okay, people of all types can live together and mm-hmm. people can be okay about it. Yeah. It was like, wow. It's like, I didn't know. And everyone always was like, you know, in California, all those Hollywood types, they're all stuck up. They only care about themselves and blah, blah, blah. And they're mean. And, and like, you know, most people in California do only care about themselves. <laughs> that but, part is true. <laughs> but once you like find your people, it's like yes. very inclusive. Like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I've, I was just thinking the other day, I've never had as many friends who are girls. Like, that's true. I think growing up, I was very like, I am way better at being friends with boys because they are less drama. (laughs) And I'm just like, just like grow, you grow up and you're like, oh, that is um, internalized misogyny. (laughs) So I can actually be friends with girls and we're all, all get along and there's no drama. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's California or if that's just growing up, but I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. 
I was going to ask you, what do you think only half listening means? <laughs> I think it's perfect. It has nothing to do with that laugh your... That says it all. Your, <laughs> it has nothing to do with a hearing impairment. It has to do with you, and that's exactly what you do. Yeah, it's At true. any given moment, you always look like you're only half listening. <laughs> and most of the time, I am. Uh-huh. But I've noticed there are times when you try to look like you're only half listening, but I know, oh, she is connected into this conversation that she's listening to. Yes, yes. Because you're just trying to get some scoop. It's a, oh, I love you some scoop. I know you do. <laughs> okay, so can you think of um, an, an embarrassing story about me that you would like to share? Oh, Wow. This, it's kind of a hard question because I feel like I'm not often embarrassed. I just think it's all funny. Yeah. You are not easily embarrassed. No. And you definitely roll with the punches in whatever. Well. Okay. Okay. I think th- of... Oh, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Oh, what? Because I, I was at, an out, at a festival uh-huh. and they had a petting zoo. Uh-huh. And they had <laughs> miniature horses and ponies there. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about you and Penny. Yeah. And the time that she kicked you off. Yes. You were so mad at her. You were like, that you were was... pissed. And she's like, I am over her. Yeah. She was my BFF, and now I hate her. Yeah. Yeah. And Penny I made you get back my... on. Yeah. You, yeah. Penny was my aunt's uh, miniature horse that I would ride often. And um, she bucked me off because we were trying to get me to go on it go for a gallop for the first time and she just took off and I didn't move and, th- and I just fell straight down and it knocked the wind out of me that was the first time I'd ever ever had the, the wind knocked out of me so I thought I was gonna die and then I was really mad at her and then you, there it was like the the metaphor come to life you got to get back on the horse <laughs> and then I did and, mm-hmm. and there you guys were like, it's not her fault. Like, you can't be mad at her. Right, right. And I was like, no, it is her fault because she bucked me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you thought it was funny, then I guess that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very hurt, physically and emotionally. Yes, you were. <laughs> yes. I could tell you about the time that I accidentally almost overdosed you. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> On Benadryl? Um. It was like, it was Dimatap. Oh. Yeah, it was Dimatap. And again, you were probably three or younger. <laughs> you almost overdosed me. So, you know, your brother had allergies as well. You yeah. Know? Um, so, okay, this is kind of a mom moment. So, <laughs> I, either I had poured the medicine for him and you took it, but I think what happened is... In my mind, I accidentally poured a dose for him and his size. Yeah. And for you, it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, you, I couldn't figure out why you got so lethargic. <laughs> and so, and we were in church, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to hell for sure now. I'm going to kill my kid. And everybody in, in church? church is going to happen in front of everybody in church. Oh my but gosh. you were so lethargic and normally, again, this is part of you being attached to me at the hip. You had to sit in me, be next to me, sit in my lap, or be next to me, and you couldn't be a person or two. This is really traumatizing you because you know you see where you're going. <laughs> you're going straight for the eyebrow. <laughs> this is just funny. I mean, I um, this. 
And you and just all of a sudden you there was no wiggling, there was no moving. You were just like, <laughs> and I was like, and then I had a panic. I, I mean, I often fell asleep in church. Yeah, but this was different. <laughs> this was different because this was like full body fallout, dead. Yes, like <laughs> dead weight. And then I realized after I went back in my mind, I was like, oh, oh my god. How old was he? How old was he at the time? Was he like a he teenager been, or something? No. How much bigger was he? Well, you were three, and he was like eight or nine. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a big difference. <laughs> that is a big difference. I think I remember one time also accidentally taking Daddy's heart medicine or something and going to school. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was like to slow down your heart rate. Yeah. I was okay. <laughs> but I don't think that was, I think that was just me. Like, yeah. I thought it was Zyrtec or something. That I was in sixth grade. You were trying to get high. <laughs> <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now child services is going to Yeah. <laughs> like, we heard what you did. Yeah. Um, Too okay. late. And what's, so what's one of your favorite memories of us? Um... Of us? Yeah. Oh. The trip to California? Yeah. You know, because that was really, it was such a victory. Remember when we crossed the state line? Yes. And we were, I was driving the truck, the U-Haul <laughs> truck, and you were in your car, and we were just like pumping fists in the air at each other like, we made it. Because it was such a journey. Oh, my gosh. It was easier deciding to do it, preparing, um, because there was so much involved. Mm-hmm. There was so much because we shut down our life in Texas. Yeah. There was so much involved to get ready that uh, actually was, that was the easy part. The most difficult part was getting in that U-Haul, pulling that trailer with my car on the back mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah. Me and Felix and you my and little Felix Nissan. And your, yeah. And, you know, and of course, anytime that, you know, something happens, I'm going to figure it out and deal with it. Mm-hmm. But then on this, our very straight out of the gate it starts pouring down rain in hill country in texas oh yeah and i've got this horrendous beast that i'm trying to drive that you've never driven before no and i'm used to you know a, the big the size didn't matter the big <laughs> 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 this time the size didn't matter <laughs> either but it was the lack of control that you have over steering it and mm. keeping there's no um what you call it? I don't know. Cruise control. Brakes? Oh, cruise okay. Control. No, it has brakes. Like, uh... no, and it's pouring down rain, and you're up and down the hills. And then when we got to that midpoint in Texas, our first stop, no cell service. Mm-hmm. My phone, phone won't work. My car looks like some of the chains are coming off of it, and I couldn't call anybody. Oh, is that that at, like, McDonald's? No, we were at a station? truck stop. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We oh. were at a truck stop that, and so I stopped. And Did like, that place have like massages in the back or something weird? It was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it was nasty. And um, so I could see that the chain was off. I couldn't call U-Haul service. Mm-hmm. Even going to, um, we went to a hotel there, and I called from their phone. Well, the people, the service people were trying to tell me to take it to some garage there in this little podunk town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, you are no help, people. It's after <laughs> 5 o'clock. This is not how things work. 
and then going back to the truck stop and getting out at that point I wanted to lay down in the parking lot and just cry and say, let me die now. I really did. I really did. At that point, I have never felt so at a loss and just like, I can't do anything more. Just let me lay down and die. Please let this be over. And then that really nice man. um, So there was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. who had parked next to us, and he had, he was already clean and spiffy. You could tell he was ready to leave his truck there. He was going to go out honky-tonking because he was <laughs> – he had his cowboy hat on and his little jeans and his buckle and his, and, and, uh, and his boots. And um, this Hispanic man just came over and helped me, and we're laying down on the ground underneath reworking the mm-hmm. stuff. And um, See, I thought that happened at a McDonald's. No, it was, well, they probably had a McDonald's inside the truck stop. Did we also have to fix the chains on the car at a McDonald's later? I, I might have checked them, but once, hey, once I fixed those chains for that man, <laughs> it was good and set for the rest of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. He was, and I, and I, I was so grateful and thankful to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember what he said, but he said, one, he just said something really sweet. It was really nice. Of course, I was a little freaked out because here I am. A woman yeah. on my own out in the middle of nowhere, and here's this man, and what's he going to want for payment for helping <laughs> me fix this? <laughs> um, yeah. So after that, and it was quite a struggle. Getting out of Texas was the hardest part. It was. It took forever. It's it so took big. forever. And we couldn't go all that fast. I know. Yeah, whenever, so my friends Chisholm and Tanner just recently came to visit and they stayed with me and they were like, oh yeah, it took us like a couple of hours, or, you know, not a couple of hours, but like way less than it took oh, us. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, we had to go like 40 miles the exactly. whole way because of the stupid U-Haul. Exactly. Yeah. And then every night, it, it was just, it was really cool. We were a couple of pioneers. Yes. <laughs> we were definitely a couple of pioneers. And so that is definitely that whole experience Dwayne's beef jerky yes (laughs) (laughs) so good and I have all the videos to document it so Mm -hmm. if you want you can go watch all of our California road trip videos on my channel I'd love uh, you know I still go back and watch those (laughs) I love it so much yeah it was it was such a feat Mm -hmm. and then once we got here it was just like everything confirmed that we were on the right path yeah. Our apartment that we found, which we, we had got never sight seen. unseen, yeah. ended up being in this really luscious, beautiful, beautiful environment. Uh-huh. And it was perfect location yeah. for where I ended up finding a job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just. It was pretty close to GSN, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, it didn't turn into a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were honest. ended they my were... contract at the end of the year. <laughs> but they were very forthright. Yeah. with us though yeah but and they yeah. were yeah still friends with all those people yeah i was gonna say you did make some connections and you got some experiences i mean you got to go do some things you remember oh, yeah that introduced you into the whole you started going to the youtube happy hour thing uh-huh. because of them because uh, you were because when we first got here they were telling you for, and they sent you as you know because you're with the door oh three. yeah that's true i didn't yeah. have enough subscribers yeah. at the time yeah Look at me now. I know. <laughs> I know. <sighs> yeah. Wow. We good times. Good, good times. times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all I got. All right. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining me, Mom. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, so 
everyone you can follow me at soundproof liz on instagram and twitter and youtube and snapchat my mom you don't follow her anywhere no just leave her alone (laughs) 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 but if you have any questions for my mom in the future then uh let me know and we can have her on again and talk about other stuff too that would be great (laughs) okay thanks for listening see you guys or nope you'll hear me uh next week okay bye